okay, is this going to be our trailer or are we doing a different trailer? <laughs> You're searching for coffee and I'm just sitting here. <laughs> right. Thanks, thanks for all of your assistance. You're doing great. No, really, you're doing great. Two men from across the world searching to explain the cultural divide between white people and brown people and failing regularly on a day-to-day -day basis. There's your trailer. Oh, yeah, that is exactly what I'm going to use. <laughs> Yeah, life is good. Hey, you know, here's the thing about being old. Mm -hmm. Teeth start um, falling out, even if they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I told you, I am literally, instead of buying a car, I'm fixing um, all this old dental work. It's from 40 years ago. I mean, I don't get to complain. I, I got good usage out of it, but uh, it's all got to be changed out now. Do you have any of those old teats where they did that old school thing of injecting mercury or whatever the hell before they knew it was fucking harmful? Oh, I used to. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now when you look in somebody's mouth and it's all white teeth in there, they, they probably had that stuff taken out. Oh, God. Yeah. And so my dad, when he was in Ireland as a kid, the dentist came to their school once a year and all the kids had to stand in line listening to the unmedicated kid get his teeth pulled out and all that shit up in front of you and he said all it smelled like was pee because all the kids kept peeing because they were so scared yeah <laughs> i'm really bad at dentists i i hate fucking dentists the last time i yeah. went and saw one i think yeah. i had to get a root canal done Oof. okay so they numb me up and they start the procedure right. and it's going on and on and on and he sees me like gripping the sides of the chair really right hard, and then yeah, I don't know what that thing is that they push, which is supposed to like deaden the nerve endings or something like that. Anyway. Right, it is. Uh, it it looks like a piece of sandpaper mm -hmm. on a deal, and they they move their fingers around with. It. Yeah, yeah. So he did like the final one, and I flinched. Ooh. He was like, "Hey, can you feel this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I felt it the entire <laughs> damn time because my eyes are watering." And right. he's standing there confused, and he finally calls the nurse in and asks her. Which did which one did you numb? She did the wrong oh. side, Sean. I was just sitting Shit. there the entire time. <laughs> wow. How very British of you. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the pain. I will give the pain. Look, the the lady I go to, best dentist I've ever heard of in my entire life, actual gifted artist as far as recreating um these old things. Um she done numbs me up pretty well because I so Here's the thing. I burn off pain medication really, really, really quickly. And so either people think you're drug addicted where you just want more and more and more. And then I finally read an article within the last few weeks that people that are, are came from the Nords. I hate to use the word Vikings because not all people from up North were Vikings. We were all just terrible. <laughs> we weren't, weren't necessarily Vikings. Um, for some reason or another, we burn it off quicker than most people. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow, it's a genetic thing then. Huh. Yeah, isn't that wild? So I am, I've always had an issue with it. And as a kid, you know, shit, I'm Irish. We got terrible teeth. You know, not anywhere near as bad as most of the Brits, but we, we've got bad teeth. So yeah, I did that. And then it gets even better. So I could talk about like this, because I'm thumb numbed up. So I basically had a root canal and extraction and then two teeth carved down. That is a lot of work in a very small area. It went on for almost three hours. 
Mm-hmm. So, and this is the best root canal I've ever had. The lady was done in 15 minutes. I mean, genius. I had an x-ray machine on one side, drilling in, boom, boom, boom. It was done. She was great. <clears throat> then I have to go to a meeting that I'm not protesting at, but I'm speaking at. <laughs> and it is same what's difference, the, I what's guess. What's the difference at this point in my life? I don't know. <laughs> well, so here's the hard, here's the hard part of this thing. So the Catholic Church, those of you that are from other religions, I'm not okay with what they did, so don't send me a letter. Um, when you are literally speaking out against your own people, it gets a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I go into this room, and what has happened is because of COVID, there's an opening for all of these people to come in and try to take over public schools because they did a shitty job of running schools during COVID because they didn't know how. They'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. And so that was the opening for the uneducated folks, just not realizing, oh, wow, educating my kids at home really sucks. And they wanted to blame the school. And you're like, no, that's what Google's for. You learn how to teach. And that's what they did and learned how to teach a different way. And so everybody's mad, right? Mm-hmm. So the so there's an opening for these virtual charter school but this is the first one ever in the United States of America that is run by a religion that expects to teach religious doctrine. And if you don't go along with their stuff, you're out. And that's very, very un-American. I know it doesn't seem that way right now, but it's against all of the principles of the country. Because these are old world problems you're bringing here now when you're mixing uh, religion and, and uh, government, because it is a weird mix. But in our specific constitution here in Oklahoma, it says you cannot have a priest, preach, preacher, religious-based school funded by the government. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm, I'm in there, and I get ready to go give my speech. And they switched out one of the board members on Friday. And this monumental vote, this is a nationwide vote, which, you know, something this important never happens here. It really doesn't. We have tornadoes and shit like that, but we don't have... So the the law the Liberty Law School of Notre Dame, which is the most famous Catholic college in America, has their people in to to finagle the deal. Oh wow! And yeah, and so I, I get up and speak, and and you know I'm I'm usually pretty ferocious, and and honestly in this in this part I'm I'm embarrassed and ashamed, you know, really because it's my people doing something that's very unscrupulous. When the comes kind when it comes time to vote. The chair of the organization asked this new guy not to vote because it looked so suspicious that he was brought in on Friday. He voted anyway, so it passed. Oh, but wow. now they're they're getting sued by everybody. The Church of Satan has got a coalition coming in on Friday to start looking for schools. Hey, you know, I we're gonna have all Church of Satan dude on Oklahoma that I've met. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is I was in some weird article a year or not a year ago, four or five months ago, going, Hey, this is what's gonna happen. And I had no more they did that. And I woke up from my slumber getting rid of my medication, <laughs> trying to figure out where I was. And I got a message from the Church of Satan people saying, Hey, I think this is you in this article. We're coming on Friday. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, are they coming for me or are they just coming for school? <laughs> that is not a message anybody in the world wants to get. <laughs> hey, I would be so excited. It's like seeing Metallica live. <laughs> right. <laughs> and not like ruining your hearing. Mm-hmm. And not ruining your hearing while you're listening to the concerts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, 
you know, you go, Sean, how's this so important? And you go, look, the, uh, I, I don't know how I ended up in the middle of this one, but I did, you know, which seems to happen to me a lot. Uh, but, uh, I am literally, I know, I don't know if you're aware of this term, it's called a crisis of faith where you're just like, I can't believe my people were this shitty. <laughs> and I am really, and you know, no one else is surprised, only me. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, that's why people hate you guys. And I'm like, wow. So it's justified. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's such we a always say the precedent. Like now it is this. Well, and we are in a profoundly Protestant state. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea how these governmental officials gave so much power to a church that, you know, they. I've always been told we're evidently all going to hell by the people here. And I was like, really, how far is the drive? Because it seems like we're pretty close. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got that going for me. That is awesome. I know. Isn't that crazy? I really want to talk to that Church of Satan dude one of these days and tell him. If, <laughs> if they actually looked me up when they were in town and it wasn't just a, you know, like some person saying they were from there. Because, you know, I don't have I don't have the kind of connections to know whether it's true or not. You know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. I just don't know enough people hanging out in the Satan realm <laughs> to know that. And uh, and, you know, my own people are now pissed at me. So we'll 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 see how that goes. But, you know, I always start off my talk with saying, hey, I was really well educated by Catholics. And, you know, I go through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But um, in the last meeting, I had asked them what guardrails they were going to put up for the child molestation accusations that have been rampant in the Catholic Church for, you know, 100 years worldwide and, uh, and the cover ups and everything else. And they didn't address it in the least bit. So I had to bring that up again. And I now I feel like one of those people that, you know, I'm a, I'm a champion for victims of that. And you go, no, I just know a lot of friends that were involved and it all went terrible. And somebody's got to speak up for them because it needs to be taken care of now so it doesn't happen again. I've actually talked to a couple of people here where it happened to them. Oh, yeah, it's all over the world. And this is not a, and they were so good at covering it up. It continued all over the world. And I'll guarantee you, uh, in some countries, it's still going on. Yeah. Shit, it's still going on here. Let's 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 not lie. But it's still going on here. That's on that positive note, <laughs> I know. Where, where the hell do you transition from? There is what I was looking at my notes. For. You know what? We we roll we roll on with. <laughs> I don't want to give him any more ammunition. I am sure somebody will be listening to every word of this, and it'll end up in a lawsuit somewhere. I'm going to name the entire episode The Church of Satan <laughs> You know it will get more hits than anything I know. Well, then, then should we talk about me Getting thrown out of the Vatican at that point or not? Mm -hmm. I'm kidding I don't want to do that one today I don't want to do that one today <laughs> Look the, the opening for this So just any of you that are listening And go that's just crazy That is where I live In crazy land so every about two or four years, somebody wants to put up the Ten Commandments of the King James Bible in our Capitol building. Now, it would be one thing if those scumbags would follow it. I would be willing to look the other way. But since it's just proselytizing it and you're putting it up to say, we believe, which doesn't mean we act or <laughs> act in accordance with. It just means we believe. 
um, and love thy neighbors in there. And we don't do that too much. You know, we just don't. So that's really not in the Ten Commandments. So I'll take that one back. <laughs> so what ends up happening is the Church of Satan had a statue built. And, you know, if you let them put their deal up, you get to put up the Church of Satan one. So they eventually pulled uh, the Ten Commandments. But it comes back every two years. Some fake-ass religious person does it. But I do admire the Church of Satan every time coming up with these theories. They they yeah. are like, it's so weird to have them as the check and balance in this situation where nobody's fucking checking. Right. <laughs> it's, it is astounding. And I hate to use the word guardrails again. We just, we don't have any guardrails on any of this kind of stuff. And, and I, I want to believe our forefathers knew how sleazy everything was in England because we are based on England's governmental principles mm-hmm. and in France and France. You got to throw that in there as well. And uh, and so they tried to protect from all this. But I just don't think they would have ever seen us uh, become a nuclear bomb that we are now in America where we blow up from the inside. You know, we, we don't need you know, it used to be every time somebody would come on the news and they were. uh a, uh, a terrorist, my brother-in-law, who's Muslim, would just look down, you know, and he's just hoping to God it's not a Muslim. No, it never is anymore. It's all people look like me and and as old as me. Mm-hmm. You know, their their life has passed them by and they want to be relevant finally. And you go, this is this is how you're going to do it. All right, friend. Those CIA facial recognition programs must be really recalibrated to tone down the melanin you're looking for. Like, just look for the white guys, please, this time. <laughs> the melatonin rich and the melatonin poor. So once again, it's a rich, poor class society thing. But on this one, the melatonin poor are 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 not being um, are targeted. So they're just, it is just... It, so you know, um, in the village, did you, did you even just where say we are, melatonin. That's the thing that we produce to go to sleep. It's melanin. Oh shit, melanin. Sorry, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm still hyped up on drugs, and you know, I would say I'm all hyped up on this, but I don't want to. It's just painkiller stuff. So mm-hmm. sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Well, you should you should leave that in there. Oh, for sure, I am. <laughs> I want to show people this is the level of operations we're running at. <laughs> we are not low budget. We are no budget. <laughs> and then I've got this guy that owns a bar and a T-shirt that I'm talking to. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was it. That was the biggest part of the day. And, um, you know, I, so here's, here's an interesting thing. So I, we're doing city council last night. And I bring this guy in from the county. So we have cities, counties, states, and then federal. And this guy shows everybody how to freeze the value of their house so their taxes don't go up if you're over 65 years old. And that was I thought that was pretty neat. Because if you're on a fixed income, mm-hmm. we all keep spending your money like we're drug dealers. And, uh, and you don't have any more. And there's nowhere to go get it. And you can only work so many hours at Walmart as a greeter. Mm-hmm. You know? So middle to lower income, older folks, Man, they're struggling. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so I'm trying to help them. Once again, I, I, I feel like I'm the guy that's taking every stray cat or dog in. Do you know, they used to actually say that about, uh, <laughs> I think it was Alex used to call my hiring practices as my collection of strays. <laughs> <laughs> I have found that, that those strays are generally... Um, you know, they, they, they've got something to give and nobody talks to them to find out what it is. And mm-hmm. if you can find it, you'll get something great out of it. But oh, yeah. I, 
I've had a few of them that ended up, you know, not so good. <laughs> that I is had experience. A, <laughs> I had a guy named The Beast. That was his nickname. Because he could work just hours of the most miserable work and be okay with it. And that is a big red flag. That probably means you've been in prison. You know, because you just work through, there's nowhere else to go. You're not moving up. You're not moving across town. You don't get to go buy a car. One night, the guy calls me and he goes, hey, Sean, um, I can't make it into work tonight. And I'm like, oh, God, did something happen? He goes, well, probably not going to be in tomorrow either. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it gets way worse. But I do appreciate the phone call, even though the seriousness of this I'm not laughing about. So it's important to throw that out. He goes, well, you know, I mean, are you familiar with that TV show, Catch a Predator? And I go, yeah, but I don't watch that stuff, man. That just makes me sick. And he goes, well, i got some bad news. He was caught on to Catch a Predator. I'm not even kidding. But he was. Oh, my I, God. I, yeah, and I don't hear from him again for about 10 years. And he shows up to the pub. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, did you just get out, Beast? And he goes, yeah. And I go. You need to stop doing that shit, buddy. I don't, I don't even know, you know, what do you say to somebody like that? And, uh, but he's one of the smarter people I know. Mm-hmm. That's what's really scary. But I, I, but yeah, that's my catch a predator story. There was a comedian. Who, there was a comedian who used to do that bit where he was like, guys, can you please shoot these shows in like a urban area so that every guy who's coming in there doesn't look white like me. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh we are starting to get some bad publicity, us people. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it, I don't, I don't understand that deal, nor do I want to understand it, nor do I want to read about enough about it to understand it. But yeah, so he, we're the beast. That was his nickname. That is awesome. <laughs> I know. God's just terrible. What's going on with you? I've talked a lot through this episode. Oh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who <clears throat> owns a brick manufacturing company. Like yeah. those old school, uh, like solid a, bricks. No, it's like that. Uh, it's mud bricks, but I know yeah. it's like uh, there's a Mexican campaign that they ran some time back about it. Adobo, adobe, adobe huts, or whatever the hell they build that with. Yeah, it's just mud, manure, or some sort of compost, and water. yeah, and some hay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. hay. <clears throat> Welcome to England, back you know, hundred years ago or a thousand yeah. years ago. <clears throat> so my brother-in-law is a uh, an engineer over there, civil engineer, and he'd go, yeah, they used to use ox blood in that mix. That's why they held for so long. And I'm like, are you sure? And he goes, well, you know, that's what they say. <laughs> this uh, is out of an engineer. <laughs> You're like, I, I don't think that's definitive. <laughs> this is the least scientific explanation by an engineer in the history of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> he was so blasé about it, but he goes, hey, you know, those castles usually don't fall down. I was like, yes, sir, I think. <laughs> I have no answer for the whole deal. A couple of days ago, somewhere in northern India, like a huge-ass bridge that was under construction just collapsed in between, like oh, while shit. they were building it. Well, I saw a video on, like, I think it was, like, TikTok or something on there. Right. Uh, to have, like, that train thing last <laughs> last week, and now it's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Well, you you do have like a quarter of the world's people, so you probably should have twenty five percent of the problems of the world. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it sounds bad, but I mean, I I have seen 
I enjoy watching the work combinations that folks over there come up with to get shit done. It, mm-hmm. It's astounding. None of it's safe, though. None of it is safe. No, I mean, no, no. You, you guys will do some stuff that make Mexican laborers look like they're not creative. And they do some pretty creative stuff. But I, I love the get it done mentality. Now, trains, do you, you know, I mean, what you, you had two run into each other, though, right? Yeah, I think it was. Something. I think those were two. Yeah. Hey, well, tell me about the brick guy, because I can't do anything about your train and their bridges. But, you know, OSHA, OSHA is a great thing here. That's who covers construction sites. But construction sites move incredibly slow because uh-huh. of all of that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Every time you I, guys could, I, every time that I saw Alex or Johnny building something, I'd, be, I'd always walk by them and be like, massive OSHA violations. In this right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm that way on the ball. Tell me about the bricks. We never finished up the brick story. Oh, so he was talking to me about like, um, it's um handheld. It's like a manual machine where you put in the mud, you put in that mixture, and it just yeah. spins out these bricks in a conveyor belt. And he was having trouble with um labor. Oh, in so, India? Yeah, weirdly wow. enough, because it's like not anywhere close to me. It's a, about an eight-hour drive from me. Right. In a little town, and everybody in that little town. If you go to that town, there are mainly only old people left. Everybody else oh, in the cities. Wow. Yeah. So he has trouble finding people to do that. And I was like, oh, shit, if you want, I'll come help out. And he's like, no, that's for people who don't have an education. And I was like, dude, I would rather come do that <laughs> and pay like 20 grand a week to go to a gym and do this shit. Because <laughs> I'm right, yeah. in the best shape of my life if I come and help you out. Dude, if, if you did that for 60 days, you could be a model. What was the movie you and I saw that they were like, so you look so fit, yet pudgy. <laughs> this that was is like the, the single best line in a movie ever. This is like the you have a face for radio thing all over again. <laughs> Here's you know you kind of look at something like that and go you know everybody in the town worked at the brick place. That's why they left. Mm-hmm. You know I, I enjoy doing construction. I don't want to do it every day, uh, but I do enjoy it because. It's way better than the gym because you're working muscles you generally don't see or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would man that would be a great documentary if you if you get to do that. Oh yeah, I think it would be real fun. Ooh, but I mean I I've seen slave labor doing that in Africa where they carry bricks all day long. No, uh-huh. and it is it is hard to watch. It is hard to watch. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong in getting to try? I think I think the. Uh, you know, that guy should figure out something with a local government. That should be everybody's work release. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's like a prison town. Like close oh, you there. know there is. <laughs> you know there is. Say my plan was no to tell him, mark it in the city. We'll take them, we'll take people for a weekend and tell them build bricks. <laughs> right. And I and you know, he may eventually go, that's more trouble than it was worth. You know, I got 30 Karens out here that you know, they broke a nail and you're like, you were carrying bricks. Of course you broke a nail. I, I, but you know, that could be a good corporate, um, uh, trust building deal. You yeah. know, it would be like but, a team building exercise. If I put a team of, yeah. the only problem is I know, I know some of the developers and coders I work with here who would yeah. the entire time about their fingers and their inability to type on Monday when they go back to work. Oh <laughs> yeah. You might have a, you might have a point there. 
<laughs> yeah. That's, I, I think stuff like that, I think it's an excellent thing after you've not done manual labor for a while to get back to it. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it reminds you for one of why you were doing the other shit. <laughs> Cause you know, sometimes you're like, why do I do this worthless stuff the rest of my life? You know, yeah, go, go move some bricks around for a while and find out what <laughs> real labor used to be back in the stone age. Cause mm-hmm. his work is stone age work. You know, I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy bro it's just something that is like so something i don't really come into contact every day of my life and i was so interested in it i was like dude for sure i'm going to have some free time Uh, let me at least come and see the place so that i understand what the process is and then if i really want to help you out i'll come back and do it and there more than likely are some efficiencies that you could think of for them Mm. that don't take that don't take human labor yeah. So in in my favorite onion burger place in Oklahoma, they now have a robot that carries the food from the kitchen out to the table area. And then the waiters grab it from there and drop it off. That's because they can't get any labor. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're afraid that robots are going to come in so you don't go to work. And that guarantees that robots are coming in. So we're at a movie theater this past week and the robots bring all the food to the waiter station. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, so it's here. And and so I told Kathy, because my, my wife's lower back bothers her a lot. She's got, has an actual problem. It isn't just that she, you know, she's not lazy at all. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should get one of these for Vito's. It just brings your food out because it hurts my wrist to carry her plates. They're just too heavy. And I'm mm-hmm. old as dirt. <laughs> and I said, you should get one. They're only $10,000, which sounds like a lot of money. No, but, but if you compare that to an employee's salary and all the other benefits and shit that they have to get yeah. the entire year, it is very right. reasonable. And you put these little spots in the ceiling and it brings it to a specific point. It doesn't take it to your table. Mm-hmm. And if people get mad that you're using robots, you go, well, tell your son to show up tomorrow at five o'clock and work instead of my robot because I can't get anybody. Because we pay way above normal scale, way mm-hmm. above. And still can't get people to regularly show up. I had my dentist yesterday. She had somebody not show up to work. And she goes, I'm a little worried about him because, you know, this has never happened. And I go, yeah, welcome to every day of my life now. Uh, but we've got good staff here. I mean, I'm just saying that as, as more of an aside or a joke. But Vito has trouble with it. Mm-hmm. So $10,000, that's what it costs. <clears throat> that is interesting. I wonder when those things are going to show up here and what exactly it's going to do here. Or I don't know whether our labor is still that cheap where it doesn't matter. I would say, so um, I was at a hotel in Mexico and they were doing the foundation, you know, for the hotel. Mm -hmm. And there were 75 guys down there with shovels and pickaxes tearing everything out. And uh, I was like, why would you guys do that instead of, uh, you know, one of the, the, the big machines that do it? And they go, well, this is cheaper. I was like, well, God bless you. Keep the whole town working. But anymore, if you can't get people to show up, you got to come up with a different idea. So it is a self-fulfilling prophecy for people to be worried about it, yet not show up to work on time, not do no show, no calls. And we've become um, very European in America. We want many weeks off our scheduled time to work. We don't want to do anything above it. It's, it's a problem, but I can honestly tell you from my restaurant, Diana has kept a dynamic staff the whole time. Everybody still works. I mean, I, I don't have any complaints, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I watch it with others. And, and these are decent managers. These aren't people who treat people like shit. 
Yeah. You know, and they're still having the same problems. Huh. Crazy, huh? Do you think it's more of a generational thing as well? I don't I I don't want to be the old guy that says this next generation doesn't know how to work. I knew how to work because my immigrant dad beat the shit out of me <laughs> if I didn't work. And I don't care whether I was scrubbing a floor or, you know, setting, he was a tile setter, you know, and doing stuff for that. We were not allowed to be slower than anybody else. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if, I, I remember being somewhere and I, I was asleep before we started the job on like a church pew. We were doing tile work in a church. And he was like, I just don't know what the hell I'm going to do with you. And I go, Nobody has started working yet. I'm just taking a nap. And he goes, I would be so embarrassed to have to lay down and take a nap before work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 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 so I don't want to say I my young people that I've worked in here are dynamite. And I really mean that it's the, the opposite of what they say stupid shit a lot because they think I need to hear everything that's on their mind. No. Uh-huh. And if that and if that's what I have to do to work, you know, I had five kids that did the same thing. And I, I think a lot of them are missing some parental look or some whatever they need out of me, mm-hmm. some validation to go, yeah, maybe you shouldn't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you shouldn't say that again. That's the funny but, thing. Uh, I never thought of that, Jim, that they actually yeah. end up looking up to you to fill some sort of void that they probably had growing up and things like that. Oh, dude, I have raised more fatherless girls than you can ever imagine. And I teach them to not take shit off of people. And what you allow boys to do is what they will do. You set the groundwork. Mm-hmm. You know, you set the guardrails. It's a... And they don't know. They've only learned what their mom or grandma taught them. Okay. You know, if it's your grandma teaching you, it means your mom wasn't around. So, you know, I mean, do you really want that lesson again? <laughs> but they watch me not take shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's probably... Yeah. Upstanding. Damaging, oh. damaging and good all at the same time. <laughs> Double-edged sword. Anything we do, Sean. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I don't. I don't know how uh, I've gotten to this point in my life, but it's where I'm at. Best advice you had given, Sean. What would it be? That people gave me, or that I give people, or that actually works. All three stories. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Here's a number one. Um, my dad used to say the meanest. God, I just thought it was the meanest shit ever. And uh, so the single biggest and best one is if you're leading and nobody's following, you're just out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, it didn't make sense to me what he meant or anything, you know, but if, but if you're just out there yelling in the rain or, you know, yelling at people, everybody thinks they know better. You're not special. Mm-hmm. Every single person, even the dumbest person in the room thinks they know more than you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't. And especially in this political climate, whoever was in like third to the last place in your grade school mm-hmm. is on the Internet all day long. They never read a book. They never did their homework. But my God, they're an expert now in whatever the story of the moment is. Right now, it's wokeism. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> I keep hearing the word. <laughs> I keep, yeah, I keep hearing that all the time. But till date, no one's had a decent definition of it. <laughs> right. 
It just means aware to societal problems that are usually stemmed in racism or um, the actual way something is built that works against specific people. It just means you understand it. It doesn't even mean you're going to change it. And it doesn't mean you're not an asshole. And it doesn't mean you're, you're not a pile of crap that will take advantage of that. All it is is an acknowledgement that, hey, this isn't as easy for other people as it is for me. I can walk into a room and because of the way I speak and the way that I look, and mm -hmm. if I have an American flag on my lapel pin, I can make myself the most interesting person in that room. And I know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know it. And so when I'm in there, especially with people of color, I go, hey, man, we're an American flag. And they're like, yeah, I don't do that. And I go, oh, you're not doing it for you. <laughs> it's a statement. <laughs> you're telling everybody that you're part of this damn thing and nobody's throwing me out. Mm -hmm. And it really does matter. It there's. I have no idea why it's such a big deal, but if you do it, it really does matter. How crazy is that? And you don't want two flags because if you got one that says Indian American on it, they think you're, you ain't for us. You ain't for us. <laughs> that would be super weird if you had like one flag on each of my. <laughs> each oh yeah. My People do it. You know, that's like, it's like the buttons from Fridays back in the eighties. You know, how much, how much bling do you have? How much yeah, bling? It's either like that or it always makes me picture like a dictator who has like unnecessary medals on himself. Right. <laughs> that he didn't win. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. He gave to himself. So um, I am, my wife and I are in Southeast Oklahoma and she's in a really nice dress mm -hmm. and she's at some event. And this guy goes, where's your American flag? And she goes, well, I have a silk dress on. If I put a, a flag on here, it'll, it'll pull the dress. And he goes, well, if you're not willing to wear the uniform you represent, why would I vote for you? Yeah. And I thought, dear God, this matters this much to, to this guy. Mm -hmm. But then you start realizing there's a whole bunch of people. So, you know, you know what dog whistles are, racist things that, Mm -hmm. People say that don't sound racist. And then if you go, that's racist, they go, no, it's not. I didn't say yeah. that. You made that shit up. And, you, and all of a sudden you're like, I, I, I didn't make anything up. What you, I know what you just fucking said. You know, one of those deals. Um, this is a dog whistle for I'm in the group. And it doesn't mean uh -huh. you're in a white supremacist group or anything else. You are. I'm part of America. Move over and give me my damn seat or I'm taking it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit on the sidelines. I am wearing my uniform. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is. Eh? But so, you know, the mode... so you... Yeah, go. go ahead. You can buy a, a packet of twenty-four of those flags for about ten bucks on Amazon. <laughs> Should I just? The keep irony is around the, the house. Look, <laughs> right. The irony is mm -hmm. eh, they're not made here. Made in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like the thing right where people um like there was one time where trump was talking about bringing back the apple jobs from china to the u.s right which would make a fucking iphone cost like twenty thousand dollars <laughs> right i was gonna say so are they gonna ship us a bunch of eight-year-olds because that sounds like harvey harvey what, well, what the hell is the guy's name that got killed in prison in New York? I can't remember Holly. his name. Epstein. Einstein. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like Jeffrey Epstein's back to work. Holy crud. 
or a prince. What's the prince's name that looks like my cousin? Prince Andrew. <laughs> prince Andrew. I, I'm embarrassed to say I look. my cousins look like they're related to him, but I'm praying that we're not. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of a crisis of faith, and I'm still praying about that one. I don't want to be related to him. Anybody but that guy. <laughs> there was a recent um, joke that I heard about, like, Prince, Prince Charles being concerned about, like, younger folk and their outlook toward the future and why it is so bleak kind of thing. But he was trying to take right. part in that. And this comedian was talking about it. And he was like, wow. The only time he heard cries from the young people was those coming from Prince Andrew's side of the house. <laughs> okay, that is classic. That is a 90 degree turn right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I, I have no advice for young people. I mean, I just, uh, you know, you look at stuff like that and you just go, hey, man, best thing you can do is start your own company. And then you don't have to worry about somebody giving you a goddamn raise or moving you up or anything else. Mm. Um, my wife, shattered, she shattered her own glass ceiling. You know, don't wait for some other asshole to do it. Because I, I always tell people they, they think people are going to be nice. You have to go take your place. They don't give it to you. Mm. You have to take it by hook or by crook. Look I had a lot. I mean, I have witnessed more crooked stuff in the last four days than I have seen in decades. Um, but those people ended up in power to make those positions, yeah. uh, those decisions uh, by hook or by crook is what that's called. You know, they by hook as a criminal or, you know, I mean, by by hook, by pulling people in or by crook, by being a criminal. Mm -hmm. it, they don't care. So it, it works. And that's what actually matters. And good people don't understand that. Good people are the ones sitting quietly at their jobs, waiting for the promotion, yeah. waiting for the bonus, waiting for the raise. <laughs> yeah. And, and what you got to do is go, okay, it's been four months since this has come up. Put it on your phone and have your phone remind you today's the day you need to say, hey, we got something we got to talk about. And even if you make it up, somebody else offered me this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing, there's no harm in that. And I don't ever avoid talking to people about money. But mm -hmm. I have to be honest, it's not primary on my mind. You know, it's yeah. primary on my mind, paying rent, utilities, making sure my taxes are paid, stuff mm -hmm. like that, making sure everything's legal. That's my job. Now, the I guess the part of unions that probably work is people that were terrible at negotiating had a professional negotiator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a nice thing. I mean, that's, that's the big, Yeah. You and I negotiate for jobs. I mean, that's that's what we do for our actual job. I'll negotiate with anybody. Mm -hmm. you know? And if there's no money there, I'll be the first one to go, man, I can't do it right now. Get back with me in three months. From today, yeah. just remind me. I go, but we got to get through the summer. Mm -hmm. And then they know I haven't blown them off. But I don't ever purposely not, uh, not do that.